Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me as always is, uh, oh, I was trying to think of something funny to call him, but it's just my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. <laughs> the, the bits have ended. Just I, I made the mistake of not thinking of a bit beforehand. It's a glorious day. I don't have to come in on a ridiculous introduction. Okay. Oh, wait, I've got one. Okay, let's do that again. Okay. No, let's <laughs> Joining pretend, me as always let's, yeah, go on, go is on. my partner in crime, silent film actor, Connor Lawler. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, dude. You did it. You did it. You nailed it. <laughs> Comedy is easy. Comedy is easy when you want it to be. You have to trust um, so, each other. <laughs> so this is Hero Zero, Sean. This is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points. And we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally do DC. You normally do Marvel. And last week, I did the question... So my question to you, Sean, is this week, who, what shitty little Marvel character, some piss pot, little ridiculous character, nobody likes, (laughs) there's no need to create the vision, but at the same time, I'm doing it for the bit, Sean, Marvel, who are we doing this week? So I've been on a kick recently of doing uh, the Eternals characters, because I was still under the impression that that was coming out in February. Um, and then we had the shocking moment where I broke your heart and said, oh, it's been pushed back and I've never seen a man's, the light die behind your eyes. 
Well, look, th- th- there are some benefits in that I now don't have to talk about the Eternals anymore. <laughs> uh, That's one benefit. So I was researching characters that, that I thought would be cool. And I wanted to stay away from like the MCU. Because um, I feel like a lot of those characters are fairly well known. So I delved a bit further into the past of comic book movies. And I came up with a character, Connor. One, Jonathan Johnny Blaze. Oh, Jonathan Johnny Blaze? A.K.A. Ghost Rider. Mmm, A.K.A. Nicolas Cage. Yes, now, it's a very cool character, and I wouldn't let the Nicolas Cage interpretation sully that, okay? Did you not think those fake abs were cool? I thought thought they were pretty pretty cool. (laughs) I thought they were neat. Were they CGI or plastic? I think they were just, like, airbrushed on. (laughs) (laughs) Who came up with that? It didn't matter. It was Nicolas Cage. Nobody believed. Oh, yeah. He's ripped. (laughs) That man is ripped. But there was no need for that shirtless scene anyway. But that's beside the point. Uh, (laughs) No, go on. I've got a, a full report here on Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider. Let's see what the character's about. So. Okay. Johnny was born the son of Barton Blaze and Naomi Kale and spent his formative years growing up among the Quentin Carnival. Uh, both of his parents starred alongside a man called Craig, a.k.a. Crash Simpson, in a motorcycle show. This Crash lo- Simpson still is a ridiculous name, but it, okay. Yeah, but we've had a man named Papa Wheelie on the show before. <laughs> we, we, we have had a man Papa Wheelie! Big shout out to Papa Wheelie! That is a comic book reference. I would say 0.01% of people... Can he, have ever even read that comic? So I'm all okay with that. Big Papa Wheelie shout out. <laughs> so Johnny's life for a time seemed idyllic. Ah, pretty good. Until Blaze's mother left him. And, oh no! And took his siblings Barbara and Daniel with her, leaving him behind. Surely she specifically left his father. Or did she leave the child? Uh, she purposely left the child because... Naomi was aware of a family curse that uh, was on her family, on the Kale side of the family, uh, Mm. and was afraid of the suffering that would come to Johnny as it had to her. Your face Uh, is going to come off, Johnny. It's going to be replaced by John Travolta. Well, to be fair, (laughs) I can't. Okay, that's your challenge is to tie it all into Nick Cage films. (laughs) Okay. Right, Um, so the Kale side of the family basically, like, generations ago were cursed um, that the the firstborn male of the family would be possessed by a spirit of vengeance and become a ghost rider, okay? Just be on board with that, please. Okay, I'm all in. Excellent, thank you very much. Um, Mm. So, Johnny's siblings were left in the care of a man named Francis Ketch. Johnny, uh, understandably, was deeply affected by the abandonment of his mother, uh, to the point that it caused him to repress many memories he had of her and his siblings. I mean, it would, though. Like, your mother leaves you because there's a curse, but you can't do anything about the curse. So it's just kind of like, all right, (laughs) thanks. That's it. And you're thinking at this point, surely it can't get worse for young. No, it can't get worse. Shortly after the loss of his mother, Johnny would also lose his father to a stunt accident. I thought he was rock solid. I thought nothing was going to happen to that man. And ironically, he was adopted by Crash and his wife Mona. (laughs) That's pretty good. 
That's it. So the, Crash and Mona hoped that they could hide the truth of Johnny's past um, and fabricated a slightly less tragic backstory for him. Um, but how old is Johnny at this stage? Sorry. He's like, uh, say, 10-ish at this point. So they're um, just giving him a whole new backstory. Like, well, yeah, he's not he, young enough that you could fool him. No, but he's repressed a lot of memories of his mother. Um, ah, so, like, He's aware his father died in a motorcycle crash. But they're like, okay, we can at least make him think that his mother loves him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the mission plan. It's on a big whiteboard. Make him think his mother loves him. He's Secret there in the room as they're drawing it on the whiteboard. <laughs> now, Johnny, your ma thought you were absolutely great. She didn't really, but let's not keep that, keep that under wraps. But she fucking you thought you were amazing. On that one, Johnny. <laughs> keep strong. Wait, no, I'm whispering to you. I said the quiet bit out loud. So they told him that his mother, Clara Blaze, had died. Mm. Uh, Aww. Yeah, look, it's better than being abandoned, right? I suppose, literally, yeah. If your mother's just like, nah, I'm taking all of your siblings except you, you're a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> so Johnny grew up happy uh, among the Simpson family and grew closer to his foster sister, Roxanne. Leading Lisa. To- <laughs> Is that a Simpsons reference? <laughs> I was hardly going to let that sit. It was sitting right there, Sean. It was, to be fair. Simpson, that entices a few uh, jokes. You said he li- he grew up living with the Simpsons. Like, all right. Yeah, but, oh, look. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> am, I, am I elongating this report by just being a devil? I'll be honest, it's seven pages long, Connor. Oh, no, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Connor's going to turn off his mic. <laughs> Um, so grew ever closer to his foster sister Roxanne leading to their relationship growing beyond a familial sibling bond as they fell in love oh no and I can't stress enough that they're not related by blood okay Uh, he just lives with them but Uh, he still thinks that they're kind of related though no he knows that both of his parents are dead and that he's no relation to Roxanne and so it's all fair game Oh, uh, <laughs> that's every anytime you ever hear a love story where someone has to say, "No, it's all fair game," means there's something suspicious going there's, on. Like it's like technically it's fine, but really it's a bit odd, isn't it? If you start the relationship with technically it's fine to have this relationship between us. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Johnny remained blissfully unaware of his connections to multiple mystical forces and grew to follow his parents and the uh, crash into the family business. Um, Mm. During this time, Johnny had come to see Crash as a father and had been taught to ride and perform stunts on motorcycles, with Crash hoping that Johnny would follow on in his legacy. Okay. Okay, when Johnny was 15, this dream came to an end. Uh, (laughs) As with all of his dreams so far. (laughs) When Mona Simpson was killed while practising a stunt... Uh, on her deathbed, Mona asked Johnny to quit riding, and Johnny promised her that he would. She, he like pinky sweared her. Absolutely, yeah, like full on yeah. double pinky sweared. No, oh my god, double! Jesus, I know. okay. I know. Uh, Johnny would continue to refuse to take part uh, in any motorcycle shows for the next five years, placing a strain on his relationship with Crash, who remained unaware of the reasons behind Johnny's refusals. So they didn't know that their two technically children were in a relationship? No. Um, they, they, they kept that well hidden. And Well, technically it was okay. 
but it wasn't emotionally. <laughs> no, like they wouldn't have like blessed it, you know. Uh, <laughs> no. So Crash remained unaware that Johnny had been keeping up practicing motorbiking at night and had honed his skills to the point of surpassing his foster father. Oh, okay. Um. So Johnny, as you said, was also keeping other secrets, such as the nature of his relationship with Roxanne. Um, and Johnny would soon come to learn that Crash had developed cancer and was going to die from it. Uh, mm. Which prompted Crash to ask Johnny one more time, just take over the stunt show. Like, let let the stunt show continue. That's my legacy. Um, it's his dying wish. It's his dying wish. But Johnny continued to refuse uh, based on his promise to Mona. And this disappointed Roxanne. Mm. See, he's caught in a rock in a hard place there. It's the dying wish of the daughter or the dying wish of the father. Sorry, it's the dying wish. The mother is the one who died. The daughter is fine. Oh, apologies. Apologies. Sorry. The, mo- the dying wish of the mother then. Yeah, and the dying wish of the father, but he's already promised to the mother. Uh, so, <laughs> what do you it's do? It's just, there's, there's, a, there's, there's not a good communication link between everyone there other than Johnny. No, it's your classic... You know, multiple deathbed last wish triangle. And and there's... Ne- <laughs> you don't often see that plot point <laughs> in some sitcoms, but it's coming up here. Uh, so, Johnny was unable to live with the idea of Crash dying and chose to study the occult, hoping to find a mystical way to save his foster father. Okay. Uh, the magic that Johnny discovered included a spell to supposedly summon Satan. However, the demon that Johnny actually raised was, in fact, Mephisto. Who we have discovered is the devil of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Mephisto is the devil. Like, okay, look, there's also a real devil. But Mephisto (sighs) calls himself the devil and he calls his domain (laughs) hell because he finds it intimidates humans. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know what, up until this point I always thought Mephisto's pretty cool. But just that explanation makes me think he's just kind of a guy that's like, Mephisto's my new nickname. I'm the devil. And everyone's kind of like, all right, Greg. All right, chill out. It's like, no, it's Mephisto now. Call me Mephisto, mom. He's an absolute shitbird in the comics. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Um, Mephisto and Johnny made a deal which cured Crash of his cancer as long as Johnny would promise to serve the demon. Uh, Oh, yes. So despite the deal... (laughs) fucking despite the deal Crash would die almost instantly after (laughs) while he's shaking hands with him Crash is behind him blowing up well he attempted to set a new world record with a 22 car jump (laughs) of course he did because this poor man's after giving up his soul and Crash is like look at me I'm fucking pissed I'm drunk as shit and I'm flipping over cars Johnny was devastated by Crash's loss. We're laughing about it. He was devastated. Uh, and when, oh, no. While seeking to honour the memory of his foster father, he made the jump himself. Oh, okay. So he's back in. He's back in. He's back as a stunt rider. Uh, right. Johnny then came close to losing his soul to Mephisto. Had it not been for the timely intervention of Roxanne proclaiming her love for him, and temporarily driving Mephisto away by the purity of her love, which, as we've mm. established, is technically fine. The <laughs> yeah, it's so pure. 
it's technically Mephisto's like no it's not about the love Mephisto learned it was just like this is fucking weird even for me I nothing to do with this I'm a fucking devil who has a hell dimension and even me is like I mean it's technically fine but it's not Stop making me feel good, guys. Come I feel on. uncomfortable with this. And I'm the I, devil. I want to leave. I want to leave. I feel uncomfortable within myself. So after Crash's death, Johnny transformed into Ghost Rider for the first time. Um, okay. Now, originally, he believed that the skeletal form that he now possessed was a demonic manifestation of the evil within him. Uh, he soon realized, however, that this was not true. And the thing that he turned into at night was a completely different entity that had bonded onto his soul. Um, right. So can he remember what he did? He can. So it's it's this weird relationship. I'll touch on it more in a bit. But at the surface, um, think like Bruce Banner, like early days Bruce Banner and the Hulk, where he, he used to just transform into it at night. Um, okay. But... Um, Johnny can still, like, influence the decisions. He still has a hand on the wheel. And that kind of reminds me of maybe Venom, maybe a little bit. Yeah, where it's this almost like split personality in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, so Johnny became involved with a motorcycle gang who called themselves Satan's Servants. Um, their leader... Mephisto knows them. He, absolutely. Well, you serve me, guys. I'm the devil. Well, <laughs> tell keep listening, you. Connor. Do not go to that fucking circus. There's some weird fucking loving going on there, and I'm not interested. <laughs> it's against God. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and Johnny pops in and is like, technically, it's fine, guys. Don't worry. So, uh, as the ghost rider, um, a, a man named Curly Samuels. Gain the Ghost Rider's <laughs> trust. Bear with me, dude. <laughs> Go on. Up until Johnny learned that within Curly's body was the soul of Crash Simpson. My head is in my hands. Sean, say that sentence again. <laughs> within Curly's body was yeah. the soul of Crash Simpson. Makes sense. Comic books are perfect. You know what? Comic books are lovely. They're better than whatever else people like. <laughs> so at this point, I'd like to say Ghost Rider's been around for a while, and yeah. he's he's been he's had a lot of stories and a lot of writers. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. But just that sentence got me. But go on. So Mephisto had enlisted Crash in his efforts to gain a, a full hold of Johnny, and offered uh, Crash new life as long as he betrayed his adopted son. Uh, which so was a Crash bar- has turned on him. C- Crash has turned on him. Um, however, uh, the Ghost Rider was able to reason with Crash, reawakening his love for his adopted son and his sense of honour. Um, Crash would then sacrifice himself uh, to protect Johnny after Johnny promised to protect his daughter, Roxanne. Oh, he'll protect her. Oh, he'll protect Fuck her all yeah. night long. It's getting them away from her. That's the fucking issue. He's on fire, boy. <laughs> Crash, he's made of fucking bones. He's just a skeleton and he's in love with your daughter. Technically fine, but still. Technically fine. <laughs> he just has a shirt that says technically fine. <laughs> um, so Johnny in time came to find that his demonic half, Ghost Rider, was able to exert more and more control over both his actions and his personality. 
Mm. Because of this, Johnny was unable to keep up with his career as a professional stunt rider and lost the title of world champion stunt rider after a series oh. of losses. That, I mean, that's the most noble title a man can have. And he's lost it. <laughs> um, so Johnny went on to join rejoin the Quentin Carnival, although he didn't remember it from his childhood. So while at the carnival, um, Johnny had to fend off an attack um, by a being named Centurius. All you need to know about him, he's a man with no soul, so Ghost Rider's powers don't work on him. Um, oh, that would That's actually a pretty good story point, to be it, fair. It's actually pretty neat, yeah. <laughs> mm. But um, he learned in this battle the name of the demon bonded to him, uh, which was Zarathos. Um, now, right. Zarathos was a spirit of vengeance, um, which were, they were originally designed to protect humanity. But some of them fell um, and are now in the like employed by Mephisto basically to cause shit. Um, <laughs> employed. One of them's a plumber. One of, <laughs> one of them's a mechanic. One of them's then he's just a he 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 attaches to humans and goes on maybe a death spree something like that. One of, yeah, just every so often. Um, yeah. But uh, basically, uh, Mephisto defeated Zarathos ages ago, and now he just tortures him by attaching him to the souls of regular mortals. Um, and he just right. does that so over this and soul, over again. This soul has like its own personality, and it's attaching itself to Johnny's personality. And then, do they are they alike, or are they like really set different in personality type? They're they're, they're it's weird because they both influence each other. Is the thing so? It's this weird blend of both of their views. Um, mm. Like Zarathos is more ruthless, um, and Johnny has more of a sense of honor. Um, so that combines into having a sense of honour about being ruthless. <laughs> right, okay. That's fair uh, enough. So Johnny and Zarathos' struggle for control of his body would continue until the return of Roxanne Simpson, who Johnny had Ooh, left because he was go. like, I am putting you in danger by being a fucking flaming skeleton. Um, yeah, that's going to that's gonna hurt if we have to sleep beside each other. It'll hurt very much, Connor. It's uh, gonna, and it's going to hurt me emotionally to do this, but it's probably better in the long run. It's less third degree, you know. Um, yeah, technically fine this relationship, but I think we should end. It. Enough. <laughs> uh, so Roxanne sought Johnny out for aid when a small town had been overrun uh, by Centurius and uh, another demon. Um, during the fight, um, Centurius and Zarathos were trapped in a crystal. Uh, designed to hold spirits. So Johnny is now free from the Ghost Rider curse. Um, right, and he just turns back into Johnny then. Just Yeah, he just becomes regular Johnny. He's a regular man. He settles down and has two children. Right, okay. And who does he have the children with? Because I'm hoping it's not somebody we know. There's a famous song. <laughs> it's called Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was assuming it was Roxanne. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, now he he's married, found love. So he has he two married kids. Roxanne, had two kids with her, um, and all was going fine until, because it's comic books, he became yeah. Ghost Rider again. I mean, that was never not going to happen. That's like, it. It's just, they've written him to have the happy ending. He went to the battle, the demon got taken off him, but he's like, immediately, I don't have to capture souls anymore. I'm going to live a happy life. And then, five years later... They have to sell some comic books, and a writer comes in and goes, we need to bring Johnny Blaze back, somehow. 
Yeah, like in the meantime, you know, various characters took up the Ghost Rider mantle, mm. but none yeah, were as successful as Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Um, so then fast forward to, you know, fairly recently uh, in comics, um, it was in 2017, there was an event in Marvel called Secret Empire. Um, and in this, the, the, the city of Las Vegas was destroyed by Hydra. Um, so after that, Doctor Strange is using magic to restore Las Vegas to how it used to be. Um, however, in doing this, he opened a magical doorway and Mephisto used that to invade Earth. Um, right. And then Wong, who's Doctor Strange's assistant, devised mm-hmm. a, ha- a plan to help him uh, and assembled uh, a team we've discussed briefly on Movie Mondays, which is the Midnight Suns. Okay. Uh, of which like uh, Ghost Rider is a member. And there's other members like Morbius, uh, Doctor Strange is a member, um, and then uh, a werewolf is also a member. It's a f- and just a werewolf. Thing. There's just a werewolf. Well, it's werewolf by but night. You know what? He's called. It's a fucking thing. Ah, yeah, but you know what that is? That's technically fine. To have a werewolf <laughs> on the team is fine. Absolutely. I would say it's it's not even technically fine. It's just fine. <laughs> it's just fine. And we're not going to judge him because he's a werewolf. Very few things he's a are technically man. fine, Connor. <laughs> Very few. They'd have to be almost finally not fine to be technically fine. (laughs) So as part of Wong's plan to defeat Mephisto, Ghost Rider confronted him head on. Um, So Ghost Rider just runs, well, bikes straight up to Mephisto. um, And as expected, uh, because you'll remember Mephisto controls uh, Zarathos. He's able to bind him to humans. He's also Mm. able to unbind him. So Mephisto lifted the curse from Johnny, uh, making him immortal, and killed him. Oh, but here's okay. the, here's what they planned. So Johnny's soul was sent to hell. Okay, Mephisto's dimension, um, and also Zarathos was sent to hell. Oh, I I feel a breakout coming. So there's going to be a team up. There is. So Johnny convinced Zarathos to help him on a journey to Mephisto's throne, since it was vacant mm. because Mephisto was fighting Doctor Strange. He's busy, He's busy killing people. Exactly. Johnny effortly, eff, sorry, effortlessly usurped the throne and became the new king of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! All right. So, using his new authority, uh, Ghost Rider turned Mephisto's minions against him and freed the souls that were imprisoned. He additionally empowered Doctor Strange so that he could defeat Mephisto one-on-one. Even though Mephisto managed to escape and returned to hell, Johnny defeated him with the help of an army of spirits of vengeance from across time. Because they're all mad that they've all been captured. Yeah. Right, that... And that sounds like a really good comic. Yeah, it's a, oh, and it's such a cool comic panel because it's a bunch of ghost riders from like different periods of history, Ooh, and they all have right. different modes of transport and things like that. It's class. Um, the ones on like just a carriage with some horses there, obviously. The abs- yeah, absolutely. Um, ones on a penny farthing. <laughs> one is just like the Wright brothers. It's a plane. <laughs> But it's not very good. It takes a while to light. I have to pull on the yoke a lot of times. The rotor takes 45 minutes to get going. But eventually, I'm coming for souls. And then eventually. Like, and then like 2020, there's like a Nissan Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Uh, I'm going to stop it there where Johnny ends as King of Hell. In recent comics, he's no longer King of Hell because yeah. it's hard to write that. And yeah, once he's become King of Hell, where do you go? Exactly. There's no threat at that point. Um, no. the, the way they wrote it is that um, basically he became super like violent and aggressive. He'd kill his like allies if they did something wrong. Um, so they, they exercised him basically. Um, to take away his King of Hell powers. Um, and on the subject of powers, Connor. Oh, uh, the one to seven, the fabled one to seven Marvel rating system that we employ here at Hero Zero. We don't know why it goes to seven, we just do. Yeah, it's just because uh, eight would be ridiculous, Connor. It'd be ridic- Ten, that's too common. It's a bit generic. Let's do seven. So, he, in terms of a list of powers, first of all, he can. Transform into the Ghost Rider. Um, mm. so That's or- not... Okay, <laughs> right. Originally, he would transform at night or in the presence of evil. However, he gained control of his transformations and can now transform through an act of will. Um, That's much more handy. Indeed. While, while as the Ghost Rider... So when he's a normal human, he's just a normal human. Um, but when he's the Ghost Rider, he can lift up to 25 tonnes. Uh, he has superhuman stamina. Uh, superhuman durability um, he's basically immune to all types of earthly physical damage um, he has taken blows from the Hulk, his entire skull has been destroyed and regenerated instantly um, again, superhuman agility healing factor, supernatural awareness, um, so he can detect magic around him basically he walks into a room there's some weird shit here <laughs> fucking weird shit going like on <laughs> Uh, he, he can manipulate hellfire, um, so it's a flame that can be used to burn away uh, a person's soul or their body. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, I whenever I see someone lose their soul, I'm always thinking, what about the body, though? What about that? He has sin perception, so he can feel what sort of <laughs> sins you've done in your life. No, that's like a weird inverse of Spidey sense. There's not damage to him. It's just like, he's like, you fucked up when you were 12, didn't you? You're a disgusting man. Oh, but look, it was technically fine. And he's looking in the mirror. You sicken me. <laughs> he also has uh, sin eating, so he can absorb any sin from someone if he wants. Oh, so they, would, they won't remember it? Yeah, or they'll just stop feeling guilty about it. Oh, that's nice. I killed 20 people. Yeah, but I've eaten this in. I'm fine. Absolutely grand now. He has dimensional travel. He has mystical chain projection. So he wields a chain that can cut anything in half. Uh, It's really cool. And Mm. he has the penance stare, which is probably the coolest one. The one most people would know about is he can stare into the eyes of someone and make them feel every bit of pain they've ever inflicted on anyone in their entire lifetime, and they will feel that for all eternity. That's uh, I feel like that's the the nuclear bomb option. That's what he pulls out at the last minute. But also, it's hard to do that, to have a character like that, and not nerf him. Because he's so powerful. Yeah, and look, a lot of the time the reason is, it only works when someone knows they've done wrong. Uh, Like, the penance Mm. there does not work on Deadpool. Because he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. And he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, And in terms of weaknesses, um, he is... He's 
he's vulnerable to heavenly weapons. So anything that's like blessed can hurt him. Um, mm. And then also he's weak to being corrupted. So by using like the pen and stare and things like that, it erodes um, your own morals bit by bit. Um, so the more you use it, the more you're susceptible to do bad yourself. Because cause the more times you see like how fucked up somebody else has done, then you're just kind of like, oh, well, if they've done that, what I've done isn't, can't be as bad. That's, I think that's the logic there. Um, that you mm, okay. just you get so numb uh, to the, like these atrocities, and that's just like, what does it matter? Um, but s- speaking of all this, though, shot he must be like uber powerful, like on the what the seven rating system. It, just it, in regards to you're you're reading off his stats here or his strengths, and there's an awful lot of them. And the only thing that could, that could hurt him is something blessed in a church of some kind. Yeah, it's really interesting his spread. Um, so he has an intelligence of two which is basically human intelligence. Um, Strength of four. Uh, (laughs) What I like, he has a speed of two or three if he's on the motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) But if he's walking, he's a one. He's so slow. He has an energy projection of four, which kind of tracks with the the fire and the chain and everything like that. Fighting skills of two. But the most interesting one, durability of five. I suppose if his head grows back That's after it. crushing it. He's just very hard to kill, really. Um, and he doesn't feel pain, you know. Um, but actually, I thought that would be higher. I thought he'd have like fours across the board. Yeah, you would think. But like, for like, think about it, really. He's just a regular man in most sense. Um, he, like, he's just he ha- Nicolas Cage. He's just Nicolas Cage. So not really a regular man, I grant you. No, re- no, he's he's a fraud. He's if he's in the air, he's caught air. Is what I'd say. Uh, that's pretty good. That's. <laughs> <laughs> this report has kicked ass. Yes. Oh, that that one that one was all right. That one that yeah. Um, so I just. I- <laughs> I like he's he's a very old comic character in a lot of ways, and so there's a lot of conflicting information. I tried to condense it down as much as I could, um, mm. but like I think Ghost Rider's powers are more interesting than his stories to me a lot of the time. Like the idea of your main power being you make someone feel what they've done to others. That's really interesting as a, as a, as a, as a way to write a character. Yeah, it's like his most powerful weapon is kind of like, it's not very much like I have the most powerful punch. It's like within emotions and feelings, which is sometimes hard to convey in comic books because sometimes like, oh, I've got this big axe. Wow, he's got such a cool axe. That's kind of the thing. But like, if you can convey the fact that like he's able to, I don't know, using the pen and stare destroy someone's life. Or make them feel everything they've ever done. That is such a more interesting character building thing for any villain. Yeah, and just as a bit of trivia on Ghost Rider that I really like, uh, he fucking hates Daredevil because does he? Yeah, he thinks that Daredevil would be a better name for him. <laughs> he would. It would be a better name for because he's literally a Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, that's. How did that happen? I don't know. Stan Lee, did you come up with one? I think he came up with Daredevil first. It was like, oh, fuck. We've already sent it to print. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, what's the one? Like, you you said it one 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 week on, on, on the show. It was, if you told me there were characters called 
uh, Batman and Daredevil. And one of them was a thrill seeker who jumped off of buildings and the other one relied on echolocation to get around. And then you told me which one was which. You're just like, oh no, they've gone the wrong way around. So that's my report, Connor, on Ghost Rider. I think that was a very good report. It's a character that I knew of because I'd seen the first film. I don't even think I've seen the second Ghost Rider. I think I've seen the first one. Um, and I remember watching it going, I'm not watching a sequel. But um, <laughs> I I think that he's a much more interesting character than he's probably given credit for because those movies are kind of jokes. But as a concept of the character, like visually, he's an amazing looking character. Um, he has a very interesting story. And it's just how you write him. Like, you could do a really interesting story with Ghost Rider. A really, like, deep, interesting story. Instead of just, he's got... But then what'll happen is you send it to the Phillips and, like, people are like, Oh, he's got flames! And a skull! He's real cool with a chain and a motorbike! Whereas he's probably much more interesting deep down, <clears throat> rather than on the surface. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of depth to that character. Um, and it is just, as you say, how they're written. Um but mm. for the most part, it's really interesting. I recommend people to do a bit more reading on them if they if they want to. Um, so I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. I do think that do, is it. Would you like it. me to take us out? I would, I would love you to take us out, Connor. So if you want to support the show, you can head on over to our Patreon. Um, at the minute, we are putting up a, a brand new Lazarus Pit show at least once every single month. And within that show, we do a, a movie review of an old movie to see if it still holds up. So last week, we did, for January, Guardians of the Galaxy. And we went back and we watched it and we wanted to see, is it any good? Is it a bit shit? Turns out, pretty good. Turns out it's we actually, both hate it. It turns out we both hate it, shockingly. No, it is it is an excellent film, but we put up the review of that. Um, we also have lots of reviews up there if you want to head on over. Um, that's for $5 or more a month. Um, sorry, it's just $5 a month, and you get access to every movie review we've ever done over there, which includes Batman Begins, Spider-Man 2, and a whole host of terrible films, like Batman and Robin, Daredevil, the... Um, well, we do Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Jingle because the all patrons the way get at to, Christmas. Jing, the patrons get to choose what movies we pick, or and they are they're I would call them devils. They they're a bit of devilish now, picking their movies. That they're not going to pick The Dark Knight, is what I'd say. They're they're going to no. obviously pick one because they think it's funnier. They're going to pick oh, let like the the list of of films that are on that. <laughs> That are on that goddamn <laughs> Patreon are ridiculous. So, so we have lots, lots of movies over there. If you want to head on over there, um, if you give two dollars or more a month, you get a shout out in the show. And other ways you can support us is by heading over to our merch store. If you want some of our sweet, sweet here's for hire merch, um, we've got three different designs up there at the minute. So there's lots of choice. Um, and there's hats and mugs and t-shirts and hoodies just a whole host of everything over there at the minute um, and so if you want to if you get one of them please send us a picture of you wearing them because I think it's awesome whenever we get something like that and you can follow us on all the social medias um, we are on Twitter Facebook Instagram it's here's for hire or at here's for hire on Twitter with the four is the number four and then everything else is just here's for hire podcast so I think that's it Sean I, I do think that's about it Connor <clears throat> so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Lee. and we'll see you next week guys bye bye 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.